0: Good morning. Welcome to Motivation Central Station. Grandpa Jim coming to you from a farm in Muskego, Wisconsin. You might have heard the rare vehicle that drives by this spot. Uh, I'm staring at pine trees. I'm looking at a chicken coop and a horse barn. And uh, just beautiful surroundings. The birds are singing behind me. Uh, Today I got a good episode, I think, for everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about emotional regulation, and also uh, we'll talk a little bit about humor, and then about val- valuing our older folks in our communities um, before they're gone, you know what I mean? So uh, let's talk about fear. Uh, good reasons to be fearful, right? I mean, If there's a fire, you know, you want to stay away from it. Um, If the traffic's heavy and, you know, they're flying down the street, you might want to get to the corner and, you know, press the uh, walk sign, you know, and slow things down a little bit. So, you know, it's quite natural to have fear. Um, You know, this coronavirus could put some fear in you and that there's, as far as I'm aware, and I'm not a medical person, that there's no you know, um, there's no, uh, vaccination for it. There is no, uh, treatments right now. So, you know, how can we counter that fear? You know, one, uh, saying I am in recovery and, uh, you know, and that's where the emotional regulation will play in today. Um, but we need to change things up. So, In recovery, there's a saying that says, uh, you know, F everything and run or face everything and recover, you know. And so, you know, I've talked about this uh, in the past. What can I do right now? Well, I can put on some plastic gloves. I can put on a mask. I can get out some hand sanitizer. I can disinfect, you know, different areas. I can social distance. I can make choices where I could go to off hours to the grocery store and be in less contact. You know, I think we got lulled by good uh, good weather in most of the country. And, you know, it's time to get back on the game, you know, I think, and if not for yourself for those older individuals in our society. So you can conquer fear, and this plays into emotional regulation. So a lot of people, with substance abuse, drug and alcohol consumption, but it can also be, you know, OCD stuff, is that we don't have good emotional regulation. There is a theory that people that start using drugs and alcohol at a very young age, in my uh, drug and alcohol counseling, I run into people earlier than 8 and 9 uh, those are some exceptions where you know one guy had a, a biker father and he thought it was funny to get his kid high in front of his friends and and so those are extreme outliers and 8 and 9 is pretty extreme uh, outliers but I uh, met enough of them and then also you get around 11, 12 you know that's you know, almost normal, you know, you get up to 16, 18 in that range. And that's where most substance abuse takes place, the majority. So it's often referred to as a young person's disease. So um, so the theory is that you're emotionally stunted at whatever age you start using. So if you start using at eight or nine, and uh, you continue till you're 40, you probably haven't had a heck of a lot of emotional growth Um, and so there's also a theory that the more you're in recovery and the more you um, you abstain from using substances the more you'll get that back and the theory kind of works so let's say you started using at age 12 you got a year of sobriety under your belt you are now Emotionally mature, like that of a 13 year old, you know. And uh, so, I'm looking at a blue jay right now, that is just an awesome sight uh, right now. I'm sorry, but beautiful, you know. This farm's so beautiful, and the way I got to work out here was a complete accident. So, I told her, I says, Yeah, I like painting barn scenes. And <laughs> she's an elderly person, and she says, Oh, you like painting barns? And I'm like, yeah, I could paint in your barn. I love, would love to hang out on this farm for a while. Uh, so anyway, so that's the theory. So, right, uh, it's a theory, and, you know, I don't think it holds exactly true. I think you get some emotional growth along the way, but I do think it's stunted, you know, because I, I do see this all over. And just because you don't use drugs and alcohol... But if you come from a parent or parents that used, you most likely have the disease. There's a 60% chance. You're just not picking up the alcohol. It might be manifesting itself in food, uh, maybe manifesting itself in over exercise. I see that a lot where people just, you know, they, they start their day off like the burner on a gas stove, put the flame up a little bit, and by noon they got it up even higher you know by they don't take a nap or try to chill out by two or three in the afternoon now they got the fire cooking and so i recommend for many of us who have i call it the squirrel cage or thoughts that just keep whirling and whirling around in your head is to learn to meditate learn to relax there's some beautiful resources on your iPhone or phone or computer laptop you can find meditation uh, videos on YouTube and definitely there's some apps out there like calm is one I use one called the insight timer just really great stuff and every afternoon I before that flame gets really hot and really high and it had for a really long time in my life and I did not know how to control it, uh, now I do. And I take action and I actually look forward to that point in time. And I noticed when I do take a break from my work, and me and the farmer were talking yesterday, all the animals, she says her horses take a break every afternoon and they'll, they'll slow down and they'll relax. You know, and so uh, why us humans think we got to finish everything in one day? I I suppose it relates back to fear. You know, the old I'm afraid I'm going to lose something by not accomplishing these tasks. I suppose I'm lucky and fortunate that I do get to be self-employed and I get to make a few more choices. So I do understand, you know, that uh, sometimes with your employment, but even when I was employed and I learned this technique, I would, you know, take 10 extra minutes in the restroom um, because if I don't have my head together, I'm not gonna be good for anybody else, you know? And so, you know, there's some real wisdom in slowing, slowing things down. And then, you know, if you're quick to anger, uh, you have anxiety, you know, this sadness. There, there are methods. We call them cognitive therapy. So, in other words, I was riding with my kid today, and this is a program about Grandpa Jim, and Grandpa Jim has faults, and he has things he has to work on and has to accomplish. So I was with my eldest son, and we were driving. Um, he was working with me in my gutter cleaning business, and we were going to a place and he said wow a little bit of road rage going on and i said yeah that guy is really out of control, he said, I'm not talking about that guy, I'm talking about you, <laughs> and you know, it, it's finally the day, it was finally the day, and I've been working on this for the past 10 days, two weeks, as you know, I gotta let people pass me, and I gotta pray for them, and I got to, you know, got. I have to have empathy, even though I know the guy is probably just driving. 20 miles over the speed limit just because he wants to. I'm playing this mind Jedi trick on myself that he's doing it because, you know, his pregnant wife's in the vehicle or he has to get to the emergency thing. Or if they're driving slow, it's an elderly couple and they didn't set out to ruin my day. They're just in a relaxed state. And so the more... Uh, I can, this is the number one thing too, I think, and this is to breathe through your nose and out your mouth. And anybody that's quick to anger, you know, if you can teach yourself to, you know, stop, I'm angry right now. You know, also, you're, if you're doing this around children, you're teaching them when I'm upset. I should get angry when I can't pay the phone bill I should get mad rant and rave I should use so not only might they have the uh, gene passed down that they have this this uh, craving when they put drugs and alcohol in it to want more and most of you the majority of you people do not have this you know it's like the peanut butter allergy but for those of us uh, that do have that um you know, then we're teaching them, they have the genetic disposition where their body's going to want to crave things, but we're also behavioral uh behavioral, I can't even say the word, but you're, you're teaching them through your actions how, you know, um, I can't pay the phone bill, I don't have income coming in, I'm going to go drink and use and check out instead of how can I apply for a job, how can I hand out flyers that'll cut your lawn how can I you know and it's so amazing you know in my work when I just go out um, there's so many days where I just have one job to do and it's often the neighbor walks over and sees what's going on and they're like oh a gutter cleaning guy Oh, man, I wonder what my gutters are like. Jesus, guy's right here. I wonder if he can take a look at at them. And, you know, we call them walkovers. And often we do some walkovers. So, you know, another great tool, and this is overlooked, you know, like you, I'm going to tell you right now, you're too serious. I just know you're too serious because 95% of this population takes life way way too serious. Slow down, smell the roses. I, you know, my lost a brother at age 16 to lung cancer, you know, and, you know, I don't want to get into all the details of how horrible that was for him and for our family. And, you know, I went to a funeral and this past year, and I had cousins that I don't even think we met them, but a handful of times that were affected by that because he was such a young person. um, You know, so it touched a lot of lives, but uh, he taught me how to live you know and that's part of my motivation too is when i went to school and uh you know i went to school i tried to do major accomplishments to always have him in the back of my mind and uh, often dedicate some of the writings i did to him because he did not have that opportunity to uh, live and so You know, now today my motivations are, you know, multiple. I like to work with the public. I like to work, you know, I'm aspiring to, you know, um, make sure that my grandchildren have a wonderful future and uh, on and on. But the thing that's most overlooked is a sense of humor, you know, like you can watch funny movies. I was just talking to the farmer this morning and she was saying, um, that she uh, watched some Laurel and Hardy last night, and she forgot how good that stuff was. And she, a friend of hers, lent her a library of where the stuff was, you know, redigitized or whatever. And she said how gl- great the clarity was. But she was laughing and chuckling about that. She was also telling me about some political pundit that does these songs yesterday, and you know, we're laughing and chuckling about that. Um, You can also pick up choke books, um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff with humor, you know, you know who that funny friend is of yours, call them, probably can take your heavy, heavy um, situations, you know, and that's, you'll have to listen to some of my episodes prior to this, but uh, it's always about having positive connections, great people in your life, and, you know, I give everybody 10 chances. You know, because, uh, you know, the human game is not baseball. It's not three strikes and you're out. Um, You know, it's 10, you know. And so uh, after 10, though, you know, I realize that I might not be the changing person for you. And so, you know, for the sake of you and myself, it's time to, you know, me to move out of the way and find a different voice, different ideas that might get you on that recovery path, that strong path in life. And then finally, let's talk about older people, you know, and I'm really glad I'm doing this subject because Father's Days around the corner. And my father raised me and my siblings when fathers just didn't do that. This was the 1960s. I was 30 years old before I bumped in to another comedian who had gone through a similar experience uh, where his mother uh, wasn't around and so he was raised by his father and so it took a long time. Now today that's a different thing Uh, in the movie that I was able to make a documentary I put together Laugh Addict Toxic Drug or Best Medicine I follow a guy named Tony Cooney uh, you know, who is a single father, and the man is amazing, and his kids flourish and he he puts the kids before the job, the work, you know, he 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 realizes that, you know, he also had a father that was murdered. He realizes that the next minute's not promised to anybody also. you know, he's a, a great uh, human being. if you want to check that film out, he was struggling. You know, when I met him and, you know, I kind of follow his life uh, through the course of a year and from where he was just heartbroken and couldn't function to being quite functional. Now he's a therapist and he helps others and that's happened all in the last three years. So he's had a major turnaround and you can too. It's just taking action. You know, you need to take action. Um, I'd like to help you as much as I can. But the only one is that's going to help you is the person in the mirror. So, anyways, I hope you like uh, what I dish up, uh, when I'm inspired to, because um, I love helping others. And uh, if you could please hit subscribe, uh, that would be absolutely wonderful. I do have a YouTube channel where I have some other videos that um, there's some stuff there. I haven't worked on it for a little bit, but kind of the same talks, kind of the same vein if you want to see. Uh, what I look like and uh, put a face with a voice and um, you're all awesome and you know wonderful uh, you know and you need to know that and you need to know that wherever you were so down and so out you you have something of value for somebody and I want to encourage our older folks that. Uh, we need you in social work. You know, like if I came into social work when I was a young person, I'm not saying that young people can help another, but I, I'm a little more emotionally stable. I've been through uh, a couple of ups and downs, you know, um, I raised four children. I have multiple grandchildren, um, more blended and beautiful. I always say, and, uh, so, uh, You know, you might want to try to help others today. Um, You know, and you can do that with just a smile. You know, a smile don't cost anybody anything. So I want to wish you uh, just a wonderful, profitable, awesome day. Don't forget to work on your goals. Um, I will do a goal. um, I promise I'll do a goal podcast in the next uh, 48 hours for you folks. And I have some stuff I want to talk about. Um, I see a really new wave, beautiful wave coming out uh, to change the police departments. And and we need a police department, you know. We're just talking about defunding means allocating resources in a new way, you know. And we'll talk about that more. So uh, have a wonderful day today and go out there and uh, inspire somebody else today. And uh, have a wonderful, wonderful 24 hours. God bless you all. And... Um, You know, um, have a great one.